your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Wednesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. I am Rick Solom. In studio with me is a couple of, he's got a couple of titles now. He's also, he's the Lacrosse County Democratic Party Chair. He's also the third congressional district Democratic Party Chair. Is that, sure, yes, is that, that's is, it. Is that how we do that? I was just, just elected to the position. So that's very William, exciting. That's William Garcia. I have to tap my volume button because this board is so old that <laughs> I only get like super loud in my headphones or or not working at all. So this is very interesting. Um, but yeah, congrats on that. You were that you had an interim CD three uh, party chair. Yep. Because of I guess I don't know why. Why was there an interim? So our our last chair uh, resigned so she could focus on uh, like work and schoolwork and things like that. Okay. And and then you guys do this by a is it just like a vote like dem, like it's a, it's a vote of all of the delegates to the third CD convention. So every just like there's a state convention every year, every congressional district in Wisconsin, the eight of them have a a CD convention every year, and that's where I was elected uh, chair for the next two years. It's a two year position, so it's going to go through the 2024 election. And. That's a little different when you're the Lacrosse County Democratic Party chair. Is that a one-year term? In yeah, every... it's a one-year term for Lacrosse. And who votes for that? Members of the Lacrosse County Democratic Party. Okay. Um, all right. So, so you had your convention a couple. This is a couple of weeks ago now, I yep. believe. Two weekends ago, maybe three, three. Three weekends ago. But you did some other stuff, and I'm just throwing stuff at you that we didn't talk about. You did <laughs> some other stuff at that convention where you send these like. Uh, this is what we would like in the yeah, in every the- every year we send uh, every year all of the counties in the third CD all of the Democratic parties um, draft up a list of resolutions basically of um, ideas statements um, ideology that we would like adopted into the state charter and so then um, we 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 vote on those at the county level and we say yes we want to send these up those get sent to the third CD. The third CD debates them, talks about them, and then chooses the top 10 to send on to the state. So we uh, we did all that. We, we went through the resolutions. There were 37. We debated them. We whittled them down to 10, and then we sent those 10 off to the state. And then at the state party, we will decide um, uh, which ones will vote again on which ones become statewide resolutions. And that kind of becomes like the party theme going into... Exactly. It's the party theme. It's basically just a statement of what we believe, what we want to see done, what we think would be best for Wisconsin. I don't know if these can be... Are they public? Can they, yeah. Can I say, okay, what would be the top priority that the Lacrosse County Democratic Party passed that then went to the CD3, and then did the CD3 adopt it to go to the state party as part of that convention in August, I think? That- yep. So, like I said, there were there were quite a few, um, right. and I'm, I'm frantically pulling, right. no, I'm, pulling them up right now. I can fill those too, um, but the... the- uh, I will say that um, the most important ones were access to reproductive rights okay. was by far the one that, that went through, and basically a specific repeal of the 1849 law. Yeah. Um, and then a, a specific call for fair maps in Wisconsin in gerrymandering. Okay. Those were by far the two biggest well, you that happened. And, and you probably saw those with every county that was in the CD3, right? <gasps> Like some some form of that, that probably like every county was like, you know, this is one of our priorities. 
Yeah, pretty much. One, one of our be. jobs is to like combine the ones that are kind of the same oh, yeah, into okay. one. Um, so yes, but we we heard that from lots and lots of different people. And then, of course, other counties say things like, well, someone else is going to cover that. I'm oh, going to sure. use mine for more specific things. Okay. That so. makes sense. Any Did any stick out that you were just like, oh, you know what? This is really interesting. And um, Sam it throwing really, stuff at you. A really strong call for red flag laws. Okay. Um, that was another one that really stuck out is just the the intense need. And, of course, we, we've seen this multiple times in the horrible incidents of um, Wisconsin police officers uh, having to give their life for, you know, mundane traffic stops and things like that from people that should never have had a gun. Yeah, three people, were- three, three law enforcement, uh, well, not officers, but three in law enforcement in Wisconsin over the last couple of weeks have died in, right. in just traffic stops. And, and red flag laws where someone could say, hey, this person is unsafe to have a gun would have prevented these people from having guns. And so it is, it is, I think, top priority in terms of protecting our officers, in terms of supporting our officers, is passing these red flag laws so that they don't have to stop someone who is you know mentally unwell for a traffic stop or a well visit, and then end up uh, you know endangering their life for it? Isn't it a little bit scary the amount of times we're we're seeing not just traffic stops but but mundane everyday things that right. when I was a kid I would have definitely had gone through that scenario, and when a kid kid or even an adult has gone through that scenario, they end up shot. Uh, a couple of girls pull into the wrong driveway because. Yep. It, uh, I think they were just turning around, so they pulled into a driveway. I've done that numerous times yep. in my life. A ball, a basketball rolls into your neighbor's yard when you're playing, you're shooting hoops. Man, if I got shot every time I did that, I would have been dead a thousand times. Right. Um, and, well, and, just- and, and it's 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 because um, the 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 Republican politicians and the NRA have spent so much time and energy, and especially money, uh, lying to the American public about what the problem is, and the solutions that are possible. Red flag laws, gun registration, um, outlawing uh, assault weapons, none of these things are against the Second, the second Amendment. None of them at all. Um, and, in fact, we had, uh, for 10 years, a, uh, a ban on assault weapons. And during that 10-year period, we had significantly less mass shooter events. Yeah. So we know what works. We know what needs to happen. But there's this extraordinarily small minority of people that are, are are not willing to do what needs to be done to protect our officers, to protect our students, to protect our children. That's William Garcia. He's the Democratic Party chair, let's just do it this way, of both Lacrosse County and the 3rd Congressional District. Yep. If you have questions, if you have comments, if you want to argue with him about some of this stuff, he'd be glad to do it. 608-785-7914. We'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. William Garcia, the Democratic Party chair of the CD3, the CD3, the con- third congressional district, 3DC, 3CD, we should call it, right? Third CD. Third CD. There yeah. we go. What was that? Third C- CD. You said 3CD. But CD3, can you say it like that or not really? Congressional not really, district no. 3. No, because it's a third congressional. That's what, yeah. You would know you're talking to AI if they say CD3. Right, be a yes. That's a dead giveaway. 3. Uh, what do you think of AI, by the way? Just throwing crap at you. Oh, 
I am fascinated to see where it goes. I'm not terribly worried about it yet. Not worried about it. Yet. Not worried about it yet. Not dystopian future where no, no, no. The Terminator salvation or yeah. something like that. Um, all right. So you you got your priorities. I I uh, some of these were kind of cool because we were reading them over the air. So the your your third congressional district convention that yep. you will send these these what do you call them? Resolutions. Resolutions to the state party. Yep. And and the that's happening in wait, is that happening in August? I'm June. Thinking, June. In June, because there's June a different 10th, one. June 11th in Green Bay. Because what's the what's the isn't there a national party ha- oh that's in Chicago. That's in Chicago in twenty twenty four. Yeah, okay. So yep. I'm getting them mixed up in my head. But okay, so you send these resolutions to the state party in June, um, in Green Bay. Yep. And and then they the the you guys all kind of Whatever you adopt them we, somehow, we, right? We, we argue about them, we debate them, uh, and then um, and then we we vote on a yes or no whether we're going to uh, put them into our um, like state resolution list for the year. Okay, and then when when you get those, and is there a, a finite number or is it just the good ones? So all of the CDs are limited to ten each. Yep. So that means a maximum number of eighty resolutions can go. But at the state, we could theoretically adopt all eighty. Yeah. We won't. Some will be voted down um some will be combined like if the third cd and the acd both have like something saying recreational to, marijuana exactly could be on everyone then, then those gonna like that's gonna merge uh into one but still we have the option of of passing up to 80 at the same and then convention. do you take that and just give it to brad paff and joe billings or like how does it work after yeah, that yeah. Or? so basically uh, what it becomes is an advertising tool it's a tool that says hey this is what we believe, this is what we stand for, this is what the Wisconsin Democratic Party is trying to get done. So we give it to our politicians and we say, hey, this is what the party is asking for. This is what we need. We, we show it to people that are on the fence about you know the Democratic Party so that we can say, hey, here is our statement of beliefs. If you want to know really what the, the rank and file of the Democratic Party wants out of Wisconsin – Read this list because it's kind. Of, is it? Would you call it separate from the politicians, or would you say that it they is have separate from the politicians? Right? It yeah. is. I mean, one of one of our systems is that our politicians do not vote lock, stock, and barrel with the party. They have their own voice, um, and so we want to maintain that. But it is nice to be able to go somewhere and say, "Hey, on this bill, the whole party voted that this is the way we want to go on it." And they could choose to turn that down, but it's an awfully big reminder of uh, where their voters are. And so it works. And I kind of made a joke that you would hand it to State Assembly Rep. Jill Billings, uh, State Senator Brad Paff, the, yep. the, the politicians here in our district. Yep. But also, those are Democrats. Would your resolutions, when they're finalized, go to all the politicians? So. So the Republicans in the state legislature can go, oh, okay. I don't know what they would do with that. Would they? I'm going to make sure this doesn't pass. Yes, that would that's be exactly a- <laughs> what they would do. But yes, <laughs> well, that would be. A but weird uh, but way the to resolutions are all public, yeah. and and uh, they're an excellent way of seeing like who um, of of what we believe and what we're trying to do. All right, so we we talked about them all off the air. Could we just? Yeah, yep. Some of them are very obvious. But yeah, so, what so are some of the universal health care? Healthcare for all citizens is one. We talked about red flag laws. Uh, there's another one about reducing gun violence that talks about um, banning assault weapons and things like that. Um, uh, forming a nonpartisan redistricting commission to get fair maps. Uh, supporting the Abortion Rights Preservation Act, which basically puts into law Roe v. Wade. Um, increasing public school funding for students. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to, Tony, I hung up on you. I didn't mean to. So the button, did, uh, there it is. My, He's back. Oh, there you go. Go, go okay. for it. 
okay, yeah, let's just get to him before we get. Uh, Tony, I don't know if I hung up on you on purpose. I, I didn't do it on purpose, but uh, you're on the air with William. Do you have a question? I do. So when he's referring to the 10-year ban again, assault weapons, what's he talking about? The, the Brady Bill? It's part of the Brady Bill. It was passed by Bill Clinton uh, back in, I want to say 94, yeah, yeah. but I can look it up. It might be 96. Uh, it was 93. So what assault weapons were banned in that time period in, that, that you're aware of? All assault weapons. Okay, well, that's a pretty broad-sweeping term as assault weapon. <laughs> Not uh, really. I, so I, I, the, the, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, but I'll explain that. If you're referring to, the, like, an AR-15, I bought many of those in that timeline. I think it was to change the instant gun purchase to a five-day waiting, and in some states there were limits on magazine capacity and such. But I'd be interested to know what particular assault weapons, quote-unquote, were banned. Sure. So, and and uh, according to the definition of the ban, if you if you look at that ban, what an assault weapon is defined at as is not a particular style, like not an AR-15 or something like that. An assault weapon in that ban was defined as a semi-automatic weapon that also contained at least two um, modifications or upgrades or changes, um, b- including things like a pistol grip instead of a shoulder grip, uh, the capacity for extended magazines, uh, attachments for things like bayonets or um, or RPGs, and there were a few other things. But but that is so. It wasn't outlawing specific models. It was outlawing models that came with. Um, it was preventing models of guns from having these attachments to it. Yeah, I'm just reading Wikipedia here. The law bans certain semi-automatic firearms with two or more specific design features, and also prohibited the manufacturer of uh, ammunition magazines that held over 10 rounds. Yep. So. so, again, it wouldn't necessarily be um, an AR-15. It would be an AR-15 that was modified potentially in some way to make it even more lethal, So, if that uh, makes sense. Yep, I appreciate it. I let him go, but appreciate the call. Oh. Thanks so much. Um, okay, so getting back to some of the resolutions. and Sure. I don't um, know, was assault weapons ban on there anywhere? Yes, it, yes, it, under under reducing gun violence, uh, assault weapon ban, which, remember, a lot of Republicans try and tell people an assault weapon ban is the same thing as a semi-automatic weapon ban. It is not. It is very clear an assault weapon is not a semi-automatic weapon, and assault weapon bans are not banning all semi-automatic weapons. Yeah, that's it, that's a that's a, a scare talking point that Republicans try and pull, yeah, and that's not what I it mean, is. W- when we say assault weapon ban, or when there's legislation about it, there's specific yep. specifics under that. Because I have heard the argument that an assault weapon is is an ass, a weapon. Every right. weapon is used right. for assault. Therefore, every weapon would be banned. So, um, so another thing we did was asking for increase in funding for public school students uh, by per pupil. Um, another one we did, and I actually really like this one, is when you get a property tax bill every year, the, the to mandate that the amount of money of your property tax that gets diverted from public school to private school via vouchers is actually part of your bill so that every citizen in the in the state can see how much uh, money is being sucked up by private schools uh, and away from public schools. We saw this legislation um, did it pass where where hospitals have to kind of define how much a thing is going to cost. Didn't this just pass recently? I think either in the state or nationwide 
hospitals have to be a little bit more transparent. I believe it's in the state. Yeah, in Wisconsin, right? This would be kind of along the same line. It would be, yeah, it would just be transparent. But we could go beyond that, right? Like, here's your property, and here's where all your property Here's where all your money goes. Sure, that, that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, another one for universal school meals. So basically breakfast and lunch paid for for all students in Wisconsin. Uh, Minnesota just passed this uh, and uh, they have um, uh, they have a very similar uh, size budget to us. And so it is something that we could do. Uh, Republicans will probably not allow it. Uh, but then also um, we want to strengthen our. UW uh, College Democrat chapters. Um, every school in the UW system has a College Democrat and a College Republican chapter, but we would like to strengthen our College Democratic chapters by giving some direct funding to them so that they can do a better job of, uh, you know, uh, discussing, talking to college students about what's going on, helping them to register to vote, things like that. We're talking to William Garcia, the third congressional district. Democratic Party chair, the La Crosse County Democratic Party chair, and about the resolutions that are going to get sent to the state convention, the Democratic Party state convention. And, uh, okay, so when you say that, when you say you want direct funding for college chapters, yep. uh, parties- it would come from the DPW. This is a, that's a resolution talking about how the, the state Democratic Party should spend money. Oh, okay. It's, that is not a resolution about, like, how public money. My, my next question yep. was, are we also going to give yep. the same no, no, amount no. of money to We're the We're not going to give the same amount of money to the Republicans, but only because it's Democrat money to because begin it's with. Democrat. It has nothing to do with public budgets or anything like that. All right. What you mentioned, Minnesota, and I like to bring this up every once yep. in a while because uh, Minnesota's just uh, Minnesota's Senate is doing amazing right now. Minnesota has a one uh, seat majority in the Senate, and that that it, it was a split government until that happened. So the, the all it's it's gone totally Democratic, and in Minnesota we've we we're pretty close to passing free college tuition yep. for anyone that makes under eighty thousand dollars. Yep. I won't be eligible because I already have a bachelor's degree. So right. I was kind of disappointed there because I was like, oh, I get my master's. No, nope, can't do that. Uh, past free school run, lunch. Uh, recreational marijuana is kind of like on its way to being passed in Minnesota, which will make things interesting for Wisconsin because uh, Iowa has medical marijuana and every other bordering has full recreational marijuana. Full recreational yes. Ma- and we don't even talk about yeah. like. Well, medical. I think I think there was a report that said that we lost Wisconsin lost eighty one million dollars in twenty twenty two from uh, taxes on legalized marijuana to Illinois. Oh, really? Yep. Because it goes south because of the people would go to Illinois, and people did enough that it would have been taxed worth 80, $81 million and we lost it. Yeah, I wonder how many recreational marijuana shops are in the Upper Peninsula. Quite a few. Is there? Having driven around it. Oh, okay. <laughs> quite a few. I, I passed a lot of them as I was driving around the UP. So uh, Minnesota also passed paid family leave, and they're uh, they're on their on the verge of passing the nation's toughest PFAS, Forever Chemicals yep. Ban, uh, which I think is very interesting because the town of Campbell right here in La Crosse has been on bottled water for two so, years trying to figure this out. So look at the stark difference between Wisconsin and Minnesota here. Minnesota with a, a Democratic governor and a, a Democratic majorities in their legislature are passing laws to actually help families, to help people. We're going to help people go to school. We're going to help people um, – not be starving. We're also we're gonna we're gonna help people uh, whose family members get sick with paid family leave. We're also sending checks back with the budget surplus. Right. By the way, just right checks. Yeah, and we're Here's we're just gonna send money back to to people. Um, all of this stuff that will actually help working families in Minnesota. While here we are in Wisconsin, and the Republican legislature is you know they're trying to. Um, 
they're trying to pass a flat tax where the vast majority of money goes to the the top one percent of uh, Wisconsin income earners. They're trying to you know um, stop kids from uh, being in sports if they're transgender. They're trying to stop all of these ridiculous things that hurt people. Every one of these laws that they're trying, they hurt. They hurt people. And then Minnesota's trying to help people. And I think that I think that, that is a telling difference between a Democratic minority, a Democratic majority uh, in the legislature in Minnesota and a Republican majority in Wisconsin. All right. We're going to take a quick break here, but I will read this text from Joe to you. Uh, Typical liberal, more pot for people who are already ignorant Dems. So, okay. I, I don't smoke I don't pot, know what so. I didn't either. <laughs> yeah, I don't, so, so I don't know what I don't, I don't know care. what that means. All right, we gotta take a break. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. William Garcia is in here. Your title's too big, so now it's just kind right, of annoying. Right, it's just too long. I'm sorry. He's I apologize. The, he's the chair of the parties of the Democratic parties in the area. <laughs> the vast <laughs> area though, because the the third congressional district is huge. Um, is that going to mean you're just going to be traveling all the time? Yes. Or is this, yeah, that's what you need. Which is cool. That's fine. Um, so can you give us any insight on, like, what's the biggest responsibility of the, the third congressional district Democratic Party chair? <sighs> to organize and win the House congressional seat. Okay. That's my biggest, that in theory is my biggest job. All right. Is so, to, to prepare for that election, to organize people around it, and to, to win that election. Uh, so Derek Van Orden has that right now. and you, the, So unseat Derek Van Orden. You yeah, that's call pretty much that, that's, right? that's the job. That's my goal. So, um, Yeah, we just had – were you at that? Uh, there was like a – a little rally at a bike shop in Alan, Alaska. Kind of. I was not there. I had to work at that time. Kind of asking for their representative to, to actually talk to us. Yeah. Can you can you discuss with us some of this? And then. Well, I mean, the the most important thing. Um, it was it was revolved around the fact that uh, even though he ran as like the the friend of the veteran, as uh, he he's a veteran himself, and he ran as this kind of I I support veterans, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, he passed or he voted for a law out of the House of Representatives. Uh, that would raise the debt ceiling, but only if they cut, among other things, veterans benefits by 22%. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, and that cut, it cut veterans benefits. It cut section eight housing. It cut food stamps. It cut transportation money. And so there were a lot of people that wanted to hear from Van Orden. Why on earth he would pass this bill. Now, he came out and on social media, not in public anywhere, but he came out on social media and basically said that they were lying, that he did not, that that, that was not part of the law. It is very clearly part of the law that a 22% cut across the board would be required if uh, for them to allow the debt ceiling to be raised. Yeah, this is always the frustrating thing when something passes in the U.S. House. So Republicans pass the thing in the U.S. House and it's, a, and it's kind of a bargaining chip with uh, passing, right. raising the debt ceiling. And Democrats say you're cutting veterans benefits, and Republicans say no, we're not. And then it's like, okay, well, I'm right. only going to I'm only going to believe. Well, what I, I, believe. I, I think I think the person, the people to believe are the Veterans Administration. The Veterans Administration came out and said, if this bill passes, uh, something like 18 million appointments will not occur because we won't have the staff to pull them. So um, I think if we're going to believe anyone, don't believe the politicians. Believe the actual people that run the program. All right. So so third congressional district. Democratic Party chair's main goal is to unseat Derek Van Orden. We had, what, five people run against uh, in the primary last time? We had time? four people run in the primary last time. Uh, Deb. Deb McGrath, McGrath, Rebecca Cook, 
Brad Path, who ultimately and, won the primary, and, and then uh, Mark Newman. And Brett Knutson. He did not, uh, he did oh, not he, get his ballot oh, signature he get, signed. He didn't get so he did not get to the primary stage. Um, do you expect more people than that? Do you, are you already I getting inklings? I expect less people. Oh, you do? Okay. I expect less people. I, I do not think we're going to have quite as raucous of a primary as we had last time. Now, I could be wrong. Um, I am not in charge of deciding who, um, who runs, who's not. Uh, my job is to help anyone who decides to run for a primary. Right. So I, um, I, I don't have any say over whether people run or not. But I don't think it's going to be quite as uh, crowded as it was last time. Okay, so when, when we did get Brad Path as the candidate to run against Eric Van Orden right. in, the, in the congressional district, and the aftermath of that was kind of the differentiating amount of money that Van Orden got, it's yep. $7 million, and Path got, which was 2 ish million? Was it two to seven? It was about that, yeah. But 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 aside from that, Brad Path did not get any national Democratic Party money. Correct. Does this fall on you a little bit to get the national party to invest yes. in the uh, it falls on me a little bit in terms of making the pitch right but um, more importantly um, the third cd has now already been targeted by the dccc the as a a district that they are going to put special focus on they did not democratic democratic um, congressional campaign committee oh okay Okay, which is basically the organization run by democratic representatives in the house and, and they use that money to increase their majority or get a majority and then also to win re-election if they're running for re-election, things like that. And so this organization, the DCCC, um, is, are the people really responsible for helping get national money into local races like the third house, the third CD here. Mm-hmm. Um, and last time, if you remember, there was a lot of talk about a supposed red wave that was supposed to happen that Republicans were just going to uh, like win across the board. And um, it didn't happen uh, at all. Uh, but um, sadly, I think some Republican politicians actually believed it might. And so instead Republican of, or Democrat? No, Democrat. You said Republican, but you oh, meant sorry, Democrat. Oh, sorry, sorry. Some Democratic uh, politicians believed that this red wave might happen. And so rather than invest in um, in seats that we could win, like Brad Paff's seat, they spent a lot more money kind of on incumbents protecting the seats they already had. Yeah. Now I think this will turn out to be a fatal mistake, and I think it's one that, uh, especially here in the third, well, where we, already we, seen it. Where it we came the, so close, it was a mistake. We already right. saw it was that, a right? mistake, and so now the D trip has already come out and said, "Hey, um, this is a this is a seat that we uh, are going to really pay close attention to, special to focus on." So. We're talking with William Garcia. He's the chair of the La Crosse County Democratic Party in the 3rd Congressional District. And it, what's interesting is the U.S. House of Representatives has a five-seat majority yep. in, the, in the Republican. The Republicans have a five-seat majority. And that's if majority. George Santos stays. Well, and that's what I wanted to get at. And this is this is like kind of one of those that's fun to talk about, not really, right. not very much going to affect us unless, you know, well, it's not going with, to anyway. With but. the, with the uh, majority as slim as it is, it actually could affect us. Right. And that's why I brought up the Republicans have a five-seat majority, but George Santos kind of infamously has made himself – he's made himself infamous. He's a New York yep. representative in a swing district that could very much go to Democrats, and therefore he he was just, what, charged with fraud. Yep. He is, he was 18 a, counts. He was literally arrested, just like some yep. other guy in the Republican Party was literally arrested. And um, he's out on bond, $500,000 bond, um, but 18 counts of fraud. And he's not getting booted from the U.S. House right. of Representatives. Yep. The, the Speaker of the House came out and said specifically, um, we uh, uh, we will continue to support 
Representative uh, George Santos. But so. the, the, it's so funny, the ideals here, because I'll just go back to Al Franken, a Minnesota U.S. senator. Yeah. A, a picture was found of him not doing not doing anything very mature, but he was on a plane making like he was going to grab at yeah. a, 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 an Air Force person, right, or somebody in the military. Um, and, and Democrats kicked him out, kicked yeah. him out of the U.S. Senate. Like not even just the House is one thing, but the U.S. Senate seems like a little bit more important than the House. I think yeah. just the the, the 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 ratio there, and and that's and that's where we draw the line. Like in one party, yeah. where the other party well, is. I want to be clear: if Republicans had a minority in the House, or they had a much stronger majority, let's say they had a twenty-seat majority sure. instead of a five-seat, Santos would be gone already. Oh, you think so? Oh, absolutely. Okay. The only reason Santos is holding on to power is because the majority is so slim. That is the only reason. Because I thought maybe the the difference there was Santos was in a swing district because they could no, lose no, no, that no, no. seat in a special election. No, no, no. Because if 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 they were already in the minority. Or they had a big a enough majority, majority that it yeah. wouldn't matter. Um, they could they could say, "Hey, we're being ethical by kicking this guy out." But because the the majority is so slim, they they're not willing to to throw this guy. I mean, he deserves to be thrown out. You never know; there might be four other Republicans that get arrested. Exactly, and thrown out with fraud. And so, uh, so that's what. So uh, um, he is going to hold on to, until basically. Um, uh, he is thrown in jail, and then maybe they have to kick him out. 608-785-7914 is the talk of Texan if you want to talk to William Garcia. Um, all right, so the other the other Republican that I was kind of mentioning right. indicted a couple of, what, a month ago or so, but now he's 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 held for for libel on, on sexual abuse and it's forced battery, to pay. On battery. Battery, okay. Battery I'm just is, reading the, the is the charge. And, yeah, it's a civil case, so he was not found guilty of anything. He was found liable. So he's found liable for um, for battery of this uh, woman, uh, and and fined two million dollars, and then um, found uh, liable for defamation of her for saying that it did not happen and calling her a liar, and uh, the jury awarded three million dollars for that, and so a total of five million dollars was awarded. Um, it's going to be a. a uh, what's really weird about this case is that Trump's attorney mounted no no defense. He did not bring witnesses. He did not show depositions, uh, anything else, which means now most cases like this are appealed. So in other words, you know, we're going to go to a higher court. But when you appeal something, you're not allowed to introduce new evidence. You're not allowed to, like, come in with a deposition that's recorded afterwards are saying an appeal is only for uh, what is presented in the original case because Trump's attorneys did not present anything in the original case. They really have nothing to appeal on. So I'm not sure what their, their tactical thinking here, uh, but um, they're going to find it very hard to appeal this ruling given as they offered no evidence in defense anyway. And this, this just happened that it happened yesterday or two days ago. Uh, and now, ago, and right? now it's kind of interesting because Trump is now at a town hall tonight on CNN. He's got a town hall and a CNN tonight. Um, should, which should we be as a as a as a like a should as a nation or as a media company going? You know what? This just happened. Yeah. You're you know found not guilt. What? Uh, how do you say that? Liable. Liable of you know sexual battery or whatever, and uh, forced to pay five million dollars. We're actually not going to have the town hall. I mean, should we expect that maybe of? of I think it might be a good idea, but um, what really concerns me is that none of the other candidates, Republican or Democrat, are getting this town hall. 
why is Trump the only Dem- Republican who gets this town hall? There are three other people running. Why, in the even in the face of this uh, kind of um, being found liable for this battery, why are we propping this person up and not giving this equal treatment to um, the Republican or Democratic candidates that have already announced? Like I said, there are already three people running against Trump. Yeah. And we're not hearing from them at all. Why? Well, maybe we will. I mean, they're not going to get the ratings Donald Trump will. And that's why. Right. Ratings, right. Ratings. But then but then um, uh, how much can we uh, how much can we trust CNN if they're going to make decisions based on ratings instead of newsworthiness? Right. And that's the, that's kind of the, the, the thing with all TV news. Right? right. Like how much can we trust? Yeah. Anything it's the they danger. Say yes, absolutely. All you're trying to do yep. is like, which is, I mean, us. I'm going to be trivial. I don't pay. I don't watch TV news at all. I no. don't watch any. I don't watch CNN. I don't watch MSNBC. I mean, those are not the news sources that I listen to because um, uh their their quest for ratings dictates their their news, and that is not a good way to get the news. Yeah, the breaking news every two minutes. Right. Like, oh, another breaking story. All right, we'll be back. The bus. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. William Garcia, the 3rd Congressional District in Lacrosse County. Democratic Party chair. We're just going to have to come up with a fun acronym to like (laughs) the D triple C, something like that. Uh, Fun acronym. Um, All right. So somebody says uh, Trump hasn't been convicted of anything yet. (laughs) It's funny. they put. And and I want to be clear. I was very careful about that. He's been found liable. He has not been found guilty of anything in a criminal court. This was a civil court. So he's been found liable of that um, battery and defamation. He's not been found guilty of anything. It's funny, too. We just kind of gloss over the fact that he has to pay this person $5 million. Right. $5 million. Right. And he doesn't have it, I don't think. <laughs> we'll so. I don't know if that ever – would that ever come out, the fact that, oh, you know what? Yeah, what I don't know how that works. happens when you can't pay the fine? Like, yeah, I don't do know what go, happens if you can't pay the fine you got to like go to that, jail so. and serve it, $25 a day in jail? Like, I don't know. Um, all right, so – uh, what else did we, we were talking about George Santos. I don't even know where to go from there, but, oh, you know what? I don't know if you want to put your political hat on, but do you, do you see any shifting in the Republican party as stuff like this happens with Donald Trump that, you know what, uh, George, uh, uh what's his name? DeSantis kind of raises the, you know, like- I have been, I have been, uh, disappointed in Republican politicians for even after this verdict, refusing to bash Trump. Uh, there have been a couple Chris Rob- Christie, Robin Voss has said, <laughs> You Chris know. Christie has come out and and been very vocal that that uh, it's kind of uh, time for Trump to leave the national stage. But he also wants to run for. But president. But he also wants you know. to run for president. Uh, shockingly, uh, Senator John Cornyn from Texas, just like five minutes ago, um, came out and said that Trump can't win the presidency. So we need to be looking for someone else. Shouldn't win. Shouldn't shouldn't be right. You can't win is one thing. Right. I, um, I well, it. I think he said can't. Okay. But I mean, it was just his opinion. Yeah. Right. But, I get you. But. Um, but so so there does seem to be some small but the people actually announced running for president H Hutchinson um uh, uh uh Nikki Haley neither of them both have been asked point blank and neither of them have said anything uh negative about Trump at all even when asked about the fact that he was found liable for battery and defamation so uh I mean pretty disappointing how are you supposed to uh, you know, beat Trump if you're not even willing to point out the fact that he's now been, uh, uh, you know, called a liar by a, a civil court. Yeah, because you're not going to get those votes from Trump voters in a primary anyway. Right. anyway so exactly. You, might as- you need to be differentiating yourself. 
And you need to be convincing people that you are a better choice in the general. They don't. They don't. They don't want the meatball nickname, right? You know, or whatever. Nikki well, Haley and I, I, this is my my real political habit. I, I really think Nikki Haley is running to be VP. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why she's running, oh, and that's so why don't. she does not want to uh, really trounce on on Trump too much because I think she would like that VP slot yeah. because that sets her up to be uh, the presidential uh, the the candidate in four years. Now in a. Like if if you had to pick from the the ones that are running now to go against Joe Biden, would it be Donald Trump or would it be somebody? You know, like who do you think is the biggest threat at this point to up? I don't Biden? see any of them. I, and I'm being honest here. This is not. Uh, I don't see any of them as a threat to Biden. When you look at at the successes of the last, uh, you know, two and a half years of the Biden presidency, unless something really bizarre happens. We're going to be able to go to the American people and say, hey, our, our economy is strong. Our unemployment is low. We passed an infrastructure bill, uh, something that Trump couldn't get done in four years, even when he had a majority uh, in Congress. Uh, we have, there are a huge list of, of successes that made people's life better. And um, unless something very strange happens, that list is going to continue. And that list uh, means that there's really no one that can beat him right now. When I send you, um, you know, little screenshots like sure. this, who handled the economy better, Biden or Trump? And it's it's like an ABC poll as opposed to a Fox poll. And it says Trump right. 54% to Biden 36%. Right. And we talked on our podcast on Monday, just like, you know, who's going to get blamed for whatever it is right. that you're going to get blamed. And I'm always like, the president's going to get blamed. And you're like, no, he's no, he's not. And I just go right there. Right. Like, this is it. I mean, well, but I mean. I don't know anything about that polling company. Like, it's pretty easy to just come out with a – like, did they talk to three people? Did they talk to 100? There there are so many ways in which those kind of things get manipulated. Right. ABC News, Washington Post poll, right. though. So, so yeah, I don't know. Because a couple couple days before that, there was a Fox News poll on guns. And well, was- and I, I, I completely admit that the media has been, um, as they usually are, um, has not been talking loudly enough about the Biden accomplishments. All they want to do is 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 talk about the the the, the horse race and, and they want to bash all the candidates, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, but no, when, when people look at the choices they have, they're going to see a record of success and they're going to see a, uh, a record of attempting to pass inane, idiotic, cultural warfare things and not actually doing anything that helps the American people. Yeah, I'm still waiting for the U.S. House bill that's going to solve inflation. Like, where is right. that plan? Yeah. You, you know? You know? Oh no, no, they haven't. They haven't. They haven't released it yet. They I mean, have the, no. The debt ceiling plan is kind of the opposite of that, right? Right. Like the, just the, we're going to well, hold because the debt the, ceiling. The, if that were to go through, it would plunge uh, America into a recession because of all the deep cuts to all of the government services. Well, what I've heard, it's not even just America. It's all the Americas. That's if the it's, debt ceiling doesn't pass. If oh, we were yeah. to pass yeah. the Republican, the international stuff would still work because we would still pay our bills like we're supposed to. Sure. Um, it would just be the American um, p- uh, the American population hurt by the deep, deep cuts in all of our uh, programs from the federal government. You say American, but you mean the United States. Yeah. Because Canada is I mean, not America. It's the same thing. I always do that. <laughs> All right, that was William Garcia. He's the Lacrosse County Democratic Party Chair and the Third Congressional District Democratic Party Chair. Uh, we do a podcast on Mondays. We just talk, we did. We talked debt ceiling uh, last Monday. So search the Democratic Voice podcast wherever you get your podcast. Thanks, William. Have a great day.